Hey everyone, Twitter X is officially here. No more bird logo for Twitter. Now it's an X. God damn it, Elon. You're going to make me change my lower third graphic. Um, But yeah, coming out later this week, I'm going to do... I'm not going to do like a betting video, but we're going to look at the odds for UFC 291. Because my cousin piqued my interest on something. So we're going to do a video on that. I might record it later today at tomorrow the latest. It should be up by Thursday. But remember, follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth Podcast. I'm Adrian. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, right? You got UFC 291. You got U. I mean, I was about to say UFC again. You got Bellator versus Ryzen. You got Earl Spence versus Bud Crawford. Now, I don't understand why Bellator is going on Saturday instead of Friday like they usually do. But that's what they're doing, I believe. So let me make sure. I believe that's what they're doing, but I don't understand why. Because you're going up against the BMF title fight and... Okay, now I understand why. For whatever reason, they're doing... They're having two cards that day. They're having... Part one is Bellator versus Ryzen 2. And then in the intermission, they got Tofik Mozaev. And then in the Super Ryzen, that's going to be on pay-per-view. They got the Ryzen featherweight championship fight. But what I, this is going to air in the U.S. on Saturday, right? Even though this is July 30th. Yeah, see, July 29th. So, I don't understand why they're doing this. Because I believe they should have done it. What they could have done is had the Ryzen show on Sunday like they wanted. And then they could have had the Bellator versus Ryzen card happen on Saturday for them. Friday for us. Because now they're going up against the B UFC 291, which is the BMF fight. And then you're going up against Bud Crawford versus Earl Spence. Like, as it is, I believe the UFC is going to have a hard viewing ship. And the UFC card is stacked. Because I believe a lot of people are going to want to watch the Earl Spence fight. So we shall see, man. This is not a good look for Bellator, but let's go over the card. I'm going to go over the Bellator card, and then on the next episode, we'll go over the UFC card. So it's not oversaturated, but let's go over it, man. Andre Kovacheko will take on Lorenz Larkin. Mago Madoff will take on Danny Sabatello. Kano Wanabe will take on Reta Artegar. I hope I said that right. Kyoji Haraguchi will take on Makoto Tarakashi. And then in the main event, Patricky Pitbull will take on AJ McKee. Now, this is interesting, right? Because last time I talked to you guys, remember I told you that like both AJ and Patricky's name came out in the UFC's page? A lot of people were saying, oh, that's probably for um a Mike Chandler thing they're doing. But like I said, why would AJ and 
I get why the Pitbull brothers would have to be on there, but why, why would AJ or um, MVP have to show up on there, huh? Why would they? And also, if you if you saw the fights this past weekend in the crowd, they showed MVP and the broadcasting team labeled him as the hottest free agent in MMA right now. And let me tell you something, guys. The UFC is very strategic on what they do with the people they show. Because I'll tell you some, one thing. I remember seeing Mayhem Miller. They would not look his way. But you can see by the shots that they would show of others, he was there. But they would not look his way. And then the UFC even said one time, like, Tito would try to buy seats to the UFC to get seen on TV. The UFC knew he was there, but they wouldn't show him because they weren't in a good place with him. So, that shows you that. The UFC are very strategic on who they show on their TV slots when they show the crowd. On their TV slots, on their TV time. But yeah, man. And then Juan Archuleta is fighting, and so is my boy Tofik Mozaev. But I don't. Juan Archuleta is fighting on the Super Ryzen 2, so I don't think that's a part of the Showtime thing because it says part one and then part two. So I don't know, man. But I don't know if this was a good move by um, by Showtime or Viacom. But at this point, I don't even know if they care because, again, the rumors are swirling that they're going to get sold. So we shall see, man. We shall see what happens. But yeah, that should be a good card. I hope the viewership doesn't tank. But I'm telling you, I think it's going to tank because of who they're going up against. Again, UFC 291. And the Earl Spence, Bud Crawford fight. Even though that fight, I feel, is not getting promoted very well. The Gervonta Davis, Ryan Garcia fight seemed, or maybe just because I cared about it more. Like, I don't care about Earl Spence versus Bud Crawford that much. Because how old are they? Let's look how old they are. Earl Spence is 33. Terrence Crawford is 35. See, that's why I don't care. Because... Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis, they're in their, I believe Tank is in his late 20s and Ryan is is in his mid-20s. They made that fight super early, so these guys got time to get better and fight. This is probably going to be, what's Bud Crawford's record? Let's go look. I know he's undefeated, I just don't know the record. He's 39-0, and 0, so he's 10 fights away from Ty Mayweather if he beats Earl Spence, right? But I don't know. If Crawford has 10 fights left in him, you know, I don't know if he has that. I wish he did because I believe right now, um, check. But I believe Mayweather is tied with Rocky Marciano for the most fights and being undefeated. Let me check. Rocky Marciano was 49 and 0. Floyd Mayweather is 50 and 0. Of course, the 50 is being against Conor McGregor. Let's see, Rocky Marciano Jr. explains why Floyd Mayweather doesn't deserve to break record. That's how that was written, don't think I... Rocky Marciano Jr. does not believe Floyd Mayweather should have the opportunity to break his father's unbeaten record at 49-0 and what he described as an exhibition match against Conor McGregor on Saturday night. I mean, I get that. So if Bud wins against Earl, that means 40, and then he would have to fight nine more times to tie both of these guys. And then it goes on to say, no matter what happens, I don't think it should go towards Mayweather's professional record. Win or lose, he told Josh Peter of USA Today. Marciano finished his career 49-0, the same record that Mayweather will bring into his upcoming fight against McGregor. 
From a sentimental standpoint, Marciano Jr. perhaps has a point. A boxing purist may find a distinct lack of poetic justice in Mayweather breaking such an esteem record against a fighter who never boxed professionally in his life. I mean, I get that, but it was sanctioned, so what can you do? So you're telling me that if... What's Tyson Fury's record? I believe Tyson's like 38 and 0 or something like that. He's 33. Oh, but see, he already has that one. So a lot of to a lot of people, like, and I believe Tyson won that that draw against Deontay Wilder in their first fight. I believe Tyson won that fight either way. But okay, he's 33 and 0 and one. So Bud Crawford, what's Earl Spence's record? Earl Spence is 28 and 0. So, what, this is what you're telling me. What you're telling me is that if Bud wins, he'll be 40 and 0. He's probably going to fight Earl again, which that'll be dope as hell, man. Because I believe these guys should have fought a long time ago. I don't know if Bob Arum just didn't want to do it. And, like, that's another thing, right? Because listen to what Oscar De La Hoya said. He's like, I would have never let Ryan fight with that rehydration clause, but he did it for the fans. And that was his downfall. But him and Oscar are in a lawsuit right now. So I don't know if he's just trying to save face. I don't know, man. It's a wait and see type of thing. But we shall wait and see. But let's talk about um, so MVP. It, for sake of argument, let's say he's going to the UFC. Because like I said, you you saw him on the home screen. I mean, on the on the home screen. You saw him on the TV screen, and like I just said, the UFC is very, very calculated with what they show on their TV time, so I'm taking that as, uh, hey, wink, wink, at the very least, they're in talks. The UFC is a front runner for the MVP sweepstakes right now. So let's go to UFC.com. Okay, I tell you guys another thing that I'm kind of upset about? Elon Musk changed the Twitter logo, so now I have to go back, change my lower third to the X. Like, come on, man, but hold on. Give me one sec. Let's search up the UFC.com, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Let's look at the welterweights top 15. Uh, champion, you got Leon Edwards. You got Kamar Usman. You got Bulal Muhammad at number three. Hamza is at number four, but let's take out Hamza real fast. Gilbert, number five. Shakat Ragmadov, number six. Stephen Thompson, number seven. Jeff Neal, number eight. Sean Brady, number nine. Vicente Luque, number ten. Neil Magny, number 11. Michael Chiesa, number 12. Jack Delia Madalena, and number 13. You got Ian Machado Gary, and then you got Michelle Pijeda at number 15. I heard that they're looking at Neil Magny to be his first opponent. That's a crazy fight. That's a hard fight for MVP. Because unless he's going to have somebody stand there with him and trade, he's he has a hard time against grapplers. And 170, once you get to the upper guys, like a Colby Covington, a Gilbert Burns, a Hamza Chimaev, even a Bulam Muhammad, Kamar Usman, they'll all grapple you. And on top of that, I also heard that Colby... And Leon are going to be the co-main event for UFC. This is going to be 291. 292 is in August. 293 is in September. For UFC 295. 
which they also announced that that's going to be main evented by um John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. And the co-main event is right now is rumored to be Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Can you imagine the press conference with John Jones and Colby Covington there? Those guys hate each other, bro. They hate each other with a passion. Supposedly they used to be roommates. Colby used to talk a lot of smack. That supposedly I was not there. That uh, John Jones would tell first round management that also used to manage Jorge Masvidal. He would tell them, yo, tell, tell Georgie to be careful, not to trust that guy. And then, you know, Colby, he went out into the media and he started talking some next level smack about John Jones. I mean, because... I'll tell you one thing, John Jones will get up and smack him in the middle of the in of the press conference. Like John Jones is about it, okay? He's about it. I don't know if Colby is when it comes to that. John Jones is about it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if those guys start talking so much smack. You're gonna think they're fighting, which they're not. But you would think it. You would think it. But back to MVP. If he really is in the UFC. I would want to see him fight Ian Gary or Ian Machado Gary because I like Ian Gary's fighting style a lot. I believe him and MVP would be a good stylistic matchup. Wonder Boy is another one, him and MVP. Although they share the same management, so I don't think that would happen, but that's another good one. You know who else would be cool? You guys are going to get mad at me, but I would also like to see... MVP fight like a Nick Diaz or something like that. I don't know if that would happen or if Nick would even be interested in that, but I would like to see that happen. How old is MVP at this point? Michael Venom Page. He's 36. So he's getting up there in age for fighting, man. He's getting up there in age. And like I said, he's not very good with grapplers. Like, even though he beat Douglas Lima, like, Douglas Lima was having his way with him on the ground, like, MVP couldn't stop the takedowns, and Douglas Lima was landing elbows from the guard. Like, he's not very good. I don't want to say not very good, but, like, like mixing it up on the ground is not his forte. So, if he were to fight a wrestler, I would be very interested to see what happens. Let's see what his Twitter says. See, look, Michael Venom Page was just featured on the UFC London broadcast. I'm telling you guys... I'm telling you guys, they don't do nothing by accident. Let's see what the article says. Oh, no, it's just the results, which we're going to get into later. Um, to give you guys an update, I did reach out to Alex's management and to the UFC. I did not reach out to Jan's management because nobody told me anything. I did not hear anything back, so I don't want you guys to think is that I have not reached out to them. I have reached out to them to ask them. If the Alex Pereira fight versus Jan Blakovic would be for the title, I have not heard from them. I will try again before the next show. But anyway, guys, so yeah, Michael Venom Page in the UFC. I'm saying he's in the UFC till I hear otherwise. Because at the very least, like I said, they're talking to him. But you know, I find it funny. They won't say former MM, Bellator MMA fighter. They just say for British MMA fighter. Like, they don't even want to acknowledge he was in Bellator, bro. They don't want to acknowledge he was in Bellator. I think they should, though. All right, let's go over the fights, bro. Let's go over the fights. Let's go over the fights. Right, we're going to go. Tom Aspinall defeated Marcin Tibura. Julia 
Saltirenko defeated Molly McCann. Nathaniel Wood defeated Andre Feely. Paul Craig defeated Andre Muniz. Raziam defeated Jai Herbert. Lorraine Murphy defeated Joshua Kulibayo. I mean, yeah, Kulibayo. Daniel Marcos defeated Davy Grant. Okay, a lot of people thought Davy Grant won. I wasn't really paying attention to the fight, but it is what it is, man. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, what can you do? Like, are these people paying attention to the fight? I don't know. Um, and then I want to talk about Joel Alvarez versus Mark Diakisis. I mean, I like Joel Alvarez a lot. What's this guy's record? He's from Spain. I know that much. He's 30, so he's got a few years left in his prime. He's 20 and 3. He's lost to Armin, Demir, and somebody else. Uh, Ali something. I mean, that guy. that guy's good, bro. Like... Keep an eye out for him. Is he ranked? What What's his division? Division was this? Is this one seventy? It's lightweight. He's missed um. He's missed weight a couple times, so I don't know if he is not ranked. I mean, so just keep winning, bro. Please. That guy's awesome, Joel Alvarez. I like him a lot. And they were like so behind. I wonder why. I wonder is it because they put a bunch of fights on the prelims? Let me see. Because Daniel Marcos versus David Grant, they were supposed to headline the prelim. So that would mean 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So it was supposed to be a 9 fight prelim and then just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 fight main card. But they were falling so behind, man. Because other than the last two prelims, everybody else, no, well, 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, 5 of the prelims they ended in decisions so excluding the last the first prelim fight and the last prelim fight and then the paul craig fight and the molly mccann fight so that's one two three that's three four five out of how many fights one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen so 16 fights, only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So 10 fights on the card ended in decision. So that's why they had to keep moving, keep moving. And then again, a lot of people are mad because I believe, not that I believe, I know this was the original plan, was for them to have Colby versus Leon on this card, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But okay, a lot of people thought Jai Herbert won. I have to go back and look at it. Paul Craig versus Andre Muniz. Crazy fight. Crazy fight. I'm excited to see what Paul Craig does in the middleweight next. In the middleweight division next. I know he wants to fight um, Bo Nickel next. But I don't know if he wants to wait until. Because Bo Nickel says that he's going to have a kid soon. So he wants to wait for his next fight. Nathaniel Wood versus Andre Feely. That was a crazy fight. Now Molly McCann versus Jujia. Star... Real Renko, Storia Renko, Storia Renko, Storia Renko, I got it, Storia Renko, dude, that was a crazy fight, but now Molly McKenna said she's gonna move down to straw weight, let me see if I can find it, Molly McCann announces move down to 115 pounds after UFC London lost, Molly McCann is moving down to straw weight, this past Saturday McCann had a tough day in the office losing in under two minutes against Georgia Starlyarenko in the co-main event of UFC London. 
The loss was McCann's second consecutive setback, and both were were dominant fashion. Given that Meatball has her sights set her sights on the 115-pound division, she wrote in an Instagram post on Monday. I'm not gonna read it. I'm not gonna read it all. I'll, I'll read some of it. I like the I said I like to thank the UFC staff and all of the TNT Sports for the opportunity to co-main event at the O2 in front of the best fans in the world. If you could only imagine the sacrifices and work that went into the build-up and that fight camp. I can't quite put into words, however, I will try to sum it up. I've always had the toughest road and journey in life. That's just the Molly McCann way, and I'm okay with that. The highs are the highest, and the lows, well, I don't think I have words that do the pain that <laughs> that do the pain and hurt justice, okay? But they're a the dream, eh? If there's one thing I know, it's how to overcome adversity, and this is no different. 20 months ago, I was sitting in the same position, two back-to-back -back losses, and ready to pack it in. Then a boss run, and my world changed forever. We have one more adjustment to make, I believe, and that will make all the difference in the world. The smallest in the division makes it tough when opponents are so much bigger so for me, it's time to drop down and face girls who are the same size. And then she goes, she talks about the keyboard warriors. I'll be back sooner rather than later. Thank you to everyone for their support. In the words of Maya Angelo, you shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hate, hatefulness. But you're still like, but still like air, I'll rise. But yeah, she's going to 115. That's her plan. Let's see how it goes for her. Did you, because I guess with COVID not being a problem anymore, the UFC's trying to, like, reintegrate, like, um, the day of the weigh-in shows, they have guest speakers. So they had Patty on the stage, and some dude asked him, Yo, mate, have you and Molly, sh Molly, Maggie, Molly shagged yet? Bro, I would tell you that that guy's a better person. I'm telling you, Patty Pimlet's a good person. Because if somebody would said that about me and my friend... I would have lost my mind on them. Like, dude, what, what's your problem? And his answer to that is like, mate, well, I don't know if you know this, but she's engaged and she's a lesbian and I'm married. And he just laughed it off. But I would have been pissed, bro. Like, mad pissed. <laughs> I'm telling you, that dude's a good guy. He's a good guy, man. He's a better guy than me, I'll tell you that much. Tom Aspinall versus Martin Tibura. Dude, what can you say about this? Tom Aspinall's the future. Like, we all talk about Sergey Pavlovich, Sergey Spivak, Cyril Gan, Stipe Miocic, John Jones. Tom Aspinall, if he's healthy, that guy is, he moves like a middleweight, man. That guy is the future. I don't care what anybody says to me. If him and John were to get into a fight, I'd pick Tom Aspinall. Straight up. Now, there's something I want to see. Because I always get them confused. Sergey Spivak and, and Pavlovich. So let me see. Okay, so Cyril Gan is fighting Spivak. So this is the this is the guy I was thinking. Uh, let me see if I... They're showing me his picture if I click. Okay. Oh, no. This is Pavlovich. Spivak is the one fighting. See, because I wanted Tom to fight Pavlovich, not Spivak. Now let me see if... Yeah, I believe Tom Aspinall would beat this guy. Although, I will tell you who could probably give Aspinall a run for his money is Jolton Almeida. That guy's awesome. But I don't know why 
Tom Aspinall wants to pick a fight with the winner of Cyril Gaon and Spivak. He should have went and picked a fight with Pavlovich. You know what he should have done? This is what he should have done. He should have got on the microphone and be like, Hey, Pavlovich, you and me, UFC 295. The winner of us will get the winner of Stipe and Jones. Something along those lines. That's what he should have done. Like, why are you going to call out the winner of Cyril Gaon and Spivak? Pavlovich is the guy, bro. Pavlovich is the guy. He should have called out. He should have been like, let's be on the undercard. And then whoever wins from that fight, you go outside during the main event and you stare into like the winner's eyes. And then <laughs> if what I heard is true and John Jones is partying his ass off, like this could go one of two ways. We're finally going to see John Jones lose because I will tell you one thing. John Jones cannot show up against Stipe Miocic the way he showed up against Cyril Gunn, out of shape. He was out of shape during that fight. Don't tell me he wasn't. Or if he's partying and he goes in there and beats the absolute breaks off of Stipe Miocic, which could po very well be a possibility. John Jones is the fucking go. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Because who else can party like that? Because clearly Connor couldn't because Khabib beat his ass. When he was partying. Nate, Nick couldn't because apparently he didn't train very well. Fucking lost to Robbie. But who's been able to beat ass while partying? Johnny Bones Jones, bro. And and I'll tell you another thing. I'll tell you another thing. Steroids or not, that guy's still the GOAT. Because he has not lost. Do the fights look tougher? 100%. Has he gotten his hand raised every single time? 100%. So again, one of two things is going to happen. We're finally going to see John Jones lose come November or or you see him beat ass like always and you have to you have to consider him to go. I don't care about PEDs. I don't care about the the long partying and the and all his mistakes outside. When they asked that dude, "Go and you're going to fight this guy." He said, "Okay." He showed up and he whooped ass. That's what John Jones is going to be remembered by. That's all I got for you. Remember, follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official PITM on t Twitter. Thanks, guys. Deuces.